1: It's time for our Sunday six-pack of games, our six favorite games happening Sunday. We'll break them down. We will make our picks for those games and, of course, preview Thursday night football. And, wow, we made it here already to week three. Welcome to week three, and welcome to Peacock (laughs) and Williamson. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock and Matt Williamson with you at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL on Twitter. Thanks for making us your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of P&W is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players and if they score more or less than their prize pick projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on that entry. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on that's PrizePicks.com promo code locked on. Okay, Matt, let's get into these, uh, favorite games for week number three looking at the schedule and there are some good ones and Mm -hmm. uh, it starts with the game that you picked out first which was the Buffalo Bills at the Miami Dolphins and it was the game that I would have picked out first too because these teams are both 2-0 we talked about uh, the 2-0 teams yesterday the unbeatens and kind of ranked those teams but the Miami Dolphins might have an opportunity to say hey not only are we for real we're for real for real and make a statement in that division, and they do get the Buffalo Bills at home in Miami Sunday.
0: Yeah, I think the home aspect is big here. Um, Who knows what the heat situation is and all that good stuff, but not a fun place to play this time of year. Um, I think it'll be a great barometer. Are the Bills really, really good, or are they historically good? You know, like if they blow the Dolphins out, I'm going to be like, wow, this team is just a locomotive. Both these offenses are extremely strong so far this year. I mean, Tyreek, or Tua threw for 334 yards in the second half last week. You know, I mean, there was a record set in terms of Tyreek and uh, Waddle in terms of, you know, what they did together. They both had 10 or more receptions, 150 yards and two touchdowns in the same game. You know, like, miraculous things going on, and... One little Miami nugget that I'm going to directly steal from Greg Cosell, who was on my former co-host podcast, uh, Ross Tucker, yesterday. I just got done listening to it. while it's fresh on my noodle. And this is how coaches in front offices think. I mean, this is the advanced thinking people do with team building, is when this staff came in, and I know you're high on the head coach, um, and inherited Tua. They Of course, they dig into him, and they realize his real strengths are Timing, rhythm, getting the ball out on time, running the play as it's supposed to, boom, 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 quick twitch type of guy. So everyone thinks, yeah, they got Tyreek and Waddle for their blazing over-the-top speed and after-the-catch ability. Sure, that's great. But the beauty of it that Cosell laid out so well is teams are petrified to press man coverage these two because they're so dangerous. So therefore, Tua can operate within the timing and rhythm of the play because they're not getting banged around the line of scrimmage. Like that's the advanced thinking of how these things all fall into place. And all that being said, I'm impressed with Miami. I'm impressed with the staff. They're dangerous as can be. I can't bet against the bills right now.
1: And it's funny because watching the Mike McDaniel offense yeah. in Miami versus what we've seen, you know, he comes from the Shanahan tree and I've called Tua right-handed. This is before they hired Mike McDaniel, by the way, I called I know, I remember, yeah. right-handed Jimmy Garoppolo and Jimmy Garoppolo's even on his best days, not out there slinging six touchdown passes. We haven't <laughs> seen those types of games, <laughs> right. right? And so speed kills and how those Shanahan tree, Teams and there's so many of those coaches around the league now, and so many teams are so good at playing against that run game and playing against those teams. You have to evolve, and uh, I, and obviously Mike McDaniel's a really smart guy, and seeing how that has evolved for him in Miami and how he's utilized that speed to open th- other things up, and also realizing you know we don't have to pound our head into a wall if we have Jalen Waddle and Tyree Kill on the outside and can make these big plays, we don't have to run the ball. 40 times a game um because we can still score otherwise but then it makes it easier to run and then you still have to respect the run and so now we've got guys over the top and so it's just all opened up so much and i'm not used to seeing that from you know that shanahan style of offense and it's funny because calling (laughs) these two of the right-handed jimmy g somebody recently uh took the the two highlights from that game and flipped it and mirrored the the image so that you know his numbers are backwards, but he's throwing right-handed <laughs> instead of left-handed, and it looks different. Like oh, I bet. Yeah. some sort of bias in our minds, watching him throw right-handed looks so much better than watching him throw left-handed. It's the strangest thing, and it, it is, and, and just seeing two through these couple of weeks, and seeing that right-handed mirrored image of him throwing it really kind of changed my mind about Tua. Maybe t- too much, but I- I'm kind of bullish on Tua. Now, I don't think he's going to be throwing six touchdown passes a game or anything like that. And look, mm-hmm. Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle are on pace for 2,000 yards each this season. Like, that's not going to happen, uh, right? That'd be pretty good, well, yeah. they're both going to go off for like two touchdowns and 150 yards every single week, but one of the two of them could. And that's dangerous, and that's hard for a team to game plan against and play against. And and you're right, the, uh, it's a great point. That they brought up about how how you defend against that when you not only have Tyree Kill who's hard enough, now you got a guy who's just as fast on the other side and Jalen Waddle. It's it's right. so hard to match up against those guys.
0: No, unbelievably difficult. Um, Buffalo's defense, though, has been much better than Miami's. You know, that's the difference here when you look at the numbers, what they've done through two weeks. I think I'm gonna lay the six, and I think the Bills will play a lot of nickel and just tackle the catch, you know, I mean, try to death by a thousand paper cuts here, you know, just don't allow the, the home run explosive. And I think that might be enough for the bills to win this thing by a touchdown.
1: And there was some broken plays last week by there the, was, yeah. the Baltimore secondary. So I don't expect that explosion. Uh, and the bills can obviously do that at any point in time. Hold on though, Matt, you mentioned what the weather's going to be like. How about this? 86 degrees. But 72% humidity and a chance for some rain, 40% humidity uh, precipitation. So it might rain a little bit. It's not going to be a torrential downpour or anything, but that's going to be – that's one of those where you walk out of the locker room and you're instantly sweaty and wet, whether it's raining or not. It's
0: like a wall of humidity. It's like making me sweat already. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) A lot um, different than Buffalo, New York.
1: Right, so maybe that's that score will be a little bit lower for the Buffalo Bills and the Miami Dolphins versus what we've seen um, in recent weeks. There, um, I kind of want to take the points with that home dog, though, in this one. And in fact, I'm going to just because uh, let's have the weather's
0: fun. making me lean that way too. I didn't know let's that. Have some
1: fun. Keep it tight. I mean, the Bills have just been running through teams. They're not going to just blow everybody out every week.
0: Right? Are they going to win by fifty every week?
1: Probably. But man could be a statement for the bills to be like yep it's our division sorry miami you're looking good this year but maybe go beat some other teams you're not beating us
0: you're playing for second place
1: yeah. right absolutely all right uh we've got a whole bunch more games to get to next we've got five more of our six-pack and we will preview thursday night football but first i want to talk to the folks out there about NuGenics, and if you want more energy to counter the negative Physical effects of aging. Nugenics Total T testosterone booster with Testafin will help you turn back the clock, re-energize your workouts, get you better results at the gym, and help you look and feel like the man you really want to be. And aging's no joke. And uh I've seen it myself getting that that A plus dad bot, especially coming through the <laughs> pandemic as well. And maybe your habits weren't the same as they used to be. And I feel like I aged 10 years over the course of the last two years. Uh and I could use that that extra that extra boost uh and when i'm going i've played some pickup hoops and i hadn't played a lot of basketball recently and like nothing's there that i used to have i was like okay i, I need something and nugenics can be that thing nugenics total tea contains man boosting key ingredients like testophan it has been validated in five clinical studies shown to boost free testosterone levels in men now get a complimentary bottle of nugenics total tea when you text NFL to 231 231, text now and get a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you get back into shape fast, absolutely free. Text NFL to 231-231. That is text NFL to 231 231. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone. Thanks again, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen. Make sure you're checking out everything else the network has to offer for your second listen today. Your team is covered right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, Matt, here's a fun one. This is the Detroit Lions at Minnesota Vikings, an NFC North battle and two teams that have a chance to really show us who they are. Um, I First of all, before we make picks and really break down the game a lot, there's a player we haven't talked a lot about and a player that – after last year, I didn't fully believe in, and that's Amonra a, a St. Brown. He had such a good season, but I thought, you know, there was nobody else to throw to, so he had this huge target share. And now I'm watching him week after week again this year, and I'm hearing him after the game calling out how uh, he's making all these plays and a guy drafted in front of him last year, Diami Brown's on Washington sidelines, and he's like, I don't know how many catches he made. You guys can tell me, uh, but clearly he knew that he was out producing this guy, right? And that chip on his shoulder – and maybe he is the next Cooper cup and he's really starting to convince me. And I didn't even draft him in my fantasy teams this year. Cause I was like, "Ah, really Amonra St. Brown. He's going to be that dude. And more and more, it's looking like, yeah, he is that dude. He is that dude. He's a number one receiver.
0: He gets open all the time. You talked about target share eight straight games, getting 30% or more of the targets. 30% is a big number. I mean, that's usually like 10 targets in that neighborhood, it's eight straight games. And obviously there's a lot of fantasy correlation here, but a lot of people said, ah, they're only targeting them because Hawkinson's out and swift and they got nobody else that, you know, and and I kind of took the other side of it and just said, I don't care who else is on the field. This dude gets open all the time. I mean, it it doesn't matter what the other 10 are doing in the lions uniform. This guy gets open a very high percentage of his routes. That's all I really care about. And boy, is that uh, translating? I think the Lions are my new funnest team. You know, like, because their defense is bad. I mean, it's just overs left and right. Start your fantasy, guys. Um, I think that's the case in this one. I expect a lot of back and forth in the Dome. You know, Goff's playing well enough. Swift is a, a, a certainly a force. The Vikings' uh, offense is really explosive. I'm not going to put too much stock in that Eagles game. I think this is a barn burner.
1: And if I'm not mistaken, Swift is averaging like 10 yards a carry. He's only got 20 carries on the season for 200 yards. Uh, He he needs to get the ball a little bit more. He's making big plays last week, and I expect the Vikings to bounce back from the the poor offensive outing they had last week uh, in prime time against the Eagles. Shorter week, though, for the Vikings, and they are favored by quite a bit at home. I'm leaning toward taking the points in the away Vikings, especially or the away Lions, especially Mm -hmm. with how these division matchups and now, uh this is a you know these 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 teams that are familiar with the personnel on the other side of the ball uh that just evens the playing field so much even though the lions haven't played this version of the vikings yet with the with the new head coach um i like the vikings or i mean i like the lions here to at least keep it close and i have not fought into the Vikings even after the Week One win over the Packers, as, as they took some huge leap this year. I still think they're they're an okay team, but they're a middle of the road team, kind of like they were a 500 team. Um, they're have a 500 record right now. I think the Lions are climbing to that, so I think these teams are more evenly matched than this line shows. Give me this, give me the points. I'll take the Detroit Lions here.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure if you mentioned it, but I'm looking at plus six for the Lions, and I'm with you. I just think that's a yeah. little hefty. I would say it's more of like a three-and-a-half type of game. That that line kind of stands out to me as just being too much in um, a barn burner. And, yeah, I'll take the Lions as well.
1: Moving along to the next game of our Sunday six-pack in week three, the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Los Angeles Chargers. We still don't know exactly how healthy – the Chargers quarterback Justin Herbert is going to be. Is this going to be something that and it looks like he's going to play? And, and you know, I don't I don't know what kind of you know tape and flak jacket and, and all that stuff he's going to be wearing. Is I'm just worried this is going to hamper Justin Herbert, just as a football fan and watching him play. I don't want this to hamper him throughout the season, and I don't want him to get hurt worse because he's so fun to watch.
0: Exactly. And I don't want to say Trevor Lawrence is on that same path, but he's really taking a step forward too. Like this is too prototypical young quarterbacks. This would be a blast to watch. I've, I've heard people say, especially Thursday night when Herbert was hobbling around and gutting it out that, you know, some people were saying, well, just sit them next week at home against Jacksonville. That's an easy win. I don't see that this, that way at all. I mean, I think Jacksonville is at least a middle of the road team. I think it was yesterday. I said, I think they're the best team in the South. Um, They're they've taken Big step forward on both sides of the ball. They are not an easy team to play against. So I expect this to be a really good game.
1: I'm looking at seven points here that the Chargers are favored at home. It's a lot of points. If, if well, will there be, time be time anyone
0: in the stands now I think <laughs> about it? Jacksonville <laughs> yeah. fans won't travel. Charger fans don't is- go.
1: Yeah, Chargers fans have a tough time with some of the out of towners, but uh, it's not like the Bills are coming to town here like we right. saw, uh, the Los Angeles Rams in week one. I don't know if the Jaguars travel that hard, but there is a lot of, you know, transplants from everywhere around the country in Los Angeles. So maybe there will be some Jags fans there. I still think that I, I want to see a little more out of the Jaguars. I love how they blanked the Colts last week. If Assuming Herbert is healthy and not hampered and plays at a hundred percent. I like that seven. Uh, I might change my mind real quick and, and hedge at halftime and, and do one of those live in-game bets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Herbert does look hampered a little bit, uh, but I will reluctantly give up those seven points and take the Chargers. Though.
0: I'll take the points. And a lot of it's just the Herbert injury. I mean, uh, what if Walker drills them in the ribs on the first quarter? And then all of a sudden you're pretty happy with Jags plus seven with Herbert yeah. on the sidelines, or maybe they just are a little more conservative feature Eckler more. Uh, I mean, I, I think they have to be very wary of their quarterback. I don't really see a home field advantage. I'll take the points. I think people are a oh, little gosh. light on the Jags.
1: You know what, Matt, you, you convinced me. I'm actually going to flip on that one. I think I okay. am going to take the points just because, uh, and you, you know, there's an opportunity for the chargers to get out there with a big win and not have to blow this team out either and that does worry me about herbert taking hits and even if he starts and feels good mm-hmm. at 100% you know uh, allen's still not ready to play right so um yeah i don't think so Jag- jaguars defense came to play last week as well they're good so that, was, that was an exciting development for those jaguars so let, let, i'm going to take the i'm going to take the surprising under here and because of that I'll take the points again. So I'm taking the okay. points from all these games. I like it. Let's go. It's
0: yeah, a hearty line, though. Seven <laughs> points. And even if Herbert plays well and they're up by 10 in the fourth quarter, they might be like, why don't you sit down for a little, you know, with this game's in hand, and Jackson will get backdoor cover, you know?
1: How about the Green Bay Packers at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Here we go. Hall of Famer versus pick Hall of Famer. Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. Which pick do you pick in the Pick'em?
0: I think this is a very different type of game than you would expect of Brady versus Rodgers. In that, with all respect to the Bills that we just talked up, I think the Bucks have had the best defense in the league. I think Green Bay isn't far behind. I think they might have the most talented defense in the league. Like that's the D I own in every fantasy league. And Rodgers doesn't have much to throw to. Brady has less. They both have O line issues. I feel like this is going to be two wildly veterans figuring out some way to get their team to win you know they've won a million games between them what can we do unorthodox or just don't lose it I think this is going to be a very low scoring kind of fun game between two two chess players master chess players a quarterback that might not be making 300 yard gains and you know big plays left and right but just do the little
1: things and the over is only forty one and a half points yeah. here. And if I'm not mistaken, all four games involving the Packers and Bucks this year have all gone under, because one oh, really? side or the other was. And I know for sure both Buccaneers games because they were both really low scoring. Uh, Packers didn't do much scoring in the first week, and they and they did a number on the Bears last week. But I don't mm-hmm. know if that one. Was yeah, they shut brady him out or, or you yeah. not yeah so um it could be one of those as good as those quarterbacks are what is the weaponry going to look like you know you're, you're going to be leaning on cole beasley who just walked in the door if you're the Buccaneers, yeah right brady so you know hold on to the football try not to turn the ball over and, and it might be a, a more so than brady versus aaron Rodgers. it might be aaron jones versus leonard fournette game
0: mm-hmm. i think it's a great player to start to start for fournette he's gonna get a million touches I'm going to take the home team. This is a pick'em game. I think that's dead on. If you were giving me points either direction, I would definitely take it. I'm only really taking Tampa because they're home. And maybe there's a heat factor there, too. Who knows?
1: Give me the Packers. Uh, Packers okay. are ascending where, ta- where Tampa. I'm a little bit worried about where they're at with those players. And, you know, getting um, Alan Lazard back for Aaron Rodgers, I think, is important. And I think just when you add up the firepower on both sides of the ball, defense – uh is, is going to be much better than they were in week one like we saw last week and um just more weapons for rogers so I'll, I'll, I'll go that direction and i might wait to see if you know the home team maybe gives you a point at the end of the week but um yeah. give me packers packers on the road let's go i hear you another one though buffalo going down to miami Green Bay yeah, right, going but... on to Tampa. The, those are different atmospheres there, weather-wise, than those teams might be ready for early in the season.
0: And your Niners going to Denver, too. That's our last, one, our last one to talk about. We'll get to it in a minute. But, I mean, uh, that's the altitude, something to worry about.
1: 49ers going to Denver. I Let's get into this one really quick because I think we're going to learn a lot. This sort of a barometer check for these two franchises. Um, the, the 49ers have had an awkward first two weeks. The Lance injury, it's been raining both the first two weeks for the 49ers. So we mm-hmm. didn't really get a chance to see what that looks like. I do think they have a top five defense this year. Maybe they have the best defense in the league, um, but we haven't really seen it in conditions that are okay. Fast track, good weather, you know, it's sunny 75 degrees this weekend in Denver and Russell Wilson has come out very slow. There's already people calling for Nathaniel Hackett's head, with the, with the Denver Broncos as head coach there. So I don't really know what to expect from these two teams. On paper, I like the chances for the 49ers just because of what I've seen at least one good game from them this year, and I haven't seen any good games from the Broncos yet this year.
0: Yeah, I mean, they are miserable. I mean, Wilson has not played well. I'm flat-out worried about them. You know, I dug this up. I mean, they're bad on fourth and short, third and short. They're terrible in the red zone. They lead the NFL in delay of games, false starts, and total offensive penalties. I mean, they're just all over the place. I think at this point, I'm sure they'll get it cleaned up. But you have to give a massive coaching advantage to San Francisco here. Um, I remember last week saying, boy, I do not want to bet on Denver. But they were home against Houston, and the fourth quarter belonged to them. That's why I keep bringing up the altitude tackling Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon in week three in that altitude could end up being a Denver win or, you know, a a strong finish to the game. But I'm taking your Niners here. I mean, you expecting Kittle for this game? It sounds like he's probably going to go, right?
1: He he did get a limited practice in last week, but I think because of the rainy conditions, it's a growing, you know, stabilizing muscles. They didn't want to to chance it. I think there's a good chance that Kittle does go in this one, which is important. And, you know, and, and it's funny because, it's such a big story that we've talked about all week long about the 49ers and losing Trey Lance, but really just having Jimmy back at quarterback now is kind of stabilizing at the same time. Cause you know exactly what you're going to get. All these guys know how to work together. Kyle knows how to put together a game plan here. So uh, it doesn't really hurt you and in the short term could potentially help your football team getting Kittle back, you know how to utilize Debo to do tons of different things. So, you know, less zone read, more short catch and run stuff. And some pop a couple deep ones last week. Uh, Jimmy G, he didn't hit them, but got a couple of PIs. I think he might be playing a little bit more loose this year. Maybe some more of a, a, you know, like a, like, I don't even know how to explain it. Just playing a little bit more free. If they are able to hit some of those and no Patrick Sertan for the, the Broncos looks like no Jerry Judy as well. Give me the 49ers on the road and I think they might be favored by a point or two. I I I see I one and line. a half here. One and a half. There we go. So yeah, one and a half. I have 49ers by a field goal on the road.
0: I agree. I agree. I think they're the better football team. I trust them more. I think their weapons are better right now. They seem healthier. I'm going with the Niners.
1: That said watching a lot of 49ers games over the last decade Russell Wilson's been the boogeyman he's not in Seattle anymore but I wouldn't be shocked if this was the get right game for Russell Wilson but maybe against the 49ers defense uh it's not the right time for Russ to break out I think they'll get it figured out this year but uh have not liked what I've seen with the Russell Wilson-led Denver Broncos so far next one more game we've got the Cincinnati Bengals at the New York Jets and of course Thursday night football which is Matt's Pittsburgh Steelers, and they are at the Cleveland Browns. And you can bet on all of these games at betonline.net, your number one source for football betting and information this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every single game, week three and beyond, and tons of props as well. How about this for Steelers fans? When will Kenny Pickett start for the Steelers? Week three to five? Week six to eight? How about week 10 to 17, six to one odds there. I I, I think I would pick that one. Week 10 to 17, I think there's a pretty good chance. Uh, Matt might be able to to give us a little bit better information there on those Pittsburgh Steelers and their quarterback situation. Uh, Next quarterback to, to lose their starting job, aside from Trubisky and that Kenny Pickett bet. Ryan Tannehill, one to one odds right now. They've That's been crazy. Yeah. Placed uh, pretty much immediately, imminently. And they, he could uh, if uh, if those Tennessee Titans don't beat the Las Vegas Raiders this week. So you can find all of that action at Bet Online. Of course, Major League Baseball, NBA, golf, boxing, MMA, and live in game betting. Get over to betonline.net. Use your mobile device to learn more about all the action. Bet Online, where the game starts. This is one of my favorite games this week, Matt, and maybe it doesn't get all the headlines here, but you've got an 0-2 Cincinnati Bengals team, and their season is riding on this week. They're at the New York Jets, who are coming off a big win at home. The Bengals on the road, favored by six points. Did the Jets get it figured out? Did they get it turned around? Such a good game by Joe Flacco, and really maybe the next star receiver in the NFL, Garrett Wilson, who, to me, it's clear now. Seeing the target share, seeing the plays he can make on all three levels, he's the new wide receiver one for the New York Jets and that's what you need to see if you're the Jets some of these high draft picks highly talented players start to play like that and then the Jets are off and running. I don't know if I can take him over the Bengals because they're going to come out angry I have a feeling this week.
0: It sure seems like this should be the Bengals were used to. You know, I mean, two weeks of nonsense, okay, get it right Joe and company and get Chase uh, 120 yards and Higgins another 100. I I would not bet this game. It's a six point line. The the road team, Cincinnati, getting is it, favored. I think the Jets are plucky. You know, tough. You know, not easy to play against. I love their weapons, including Elijah Moore. You laid out Wilson really well. He looked tremendous. Flacco's played well. If you're gonna give me six points at the home team, I think I'll take it. But I think Cincinnati wins the game.
1: Yeah, I, I like the points, and I, I want to take those plucky jets maybe that they've turned the corner is this it for them um give me the points and the home dog but i could also very easily see a Bengals blowout A blowout yeah. right yeah so for it's o- either for
0: 400 and, you know right.
1: so it's either really tight or a complete blowout for the Bengals.
0: yeah i feel that way. that's why i'm staying away
1: yeah probably smart to stay away from it but it's a it's a game that you know jets bangles isn't something i'd normally be excited to tune in for but i'm going to be this mm, week. Yeah. That game. Uh, we'll get to all the rest of the Sunday games on tomorrow's episode of Peacock and Williamson. But how about Thursday night football? It is the one in one Pittsburgh Steelers on the road at the one in one Cleveland Browns. Those Browns favored by four points at home. Matt, where are your Steelers right now? What kind of team do you expect to see here tonight on uh, Thursday night football?
0: I'll be honest. They just played the Patriots and now they play Cleveland. I feel like all three of those teams are kind of the similar Grind it out, low scoring games, winning the margins, special teams, turnovers. Whoever makes the most big plays or so ends up with the win. That was New England last week. I'm sure that'll be the case tonight. Um, it's about a two and a half hour road trip up north from here. It's not like it's a real far thing, but I hate road team on a Thursday night. I mean, that scares me to no end. This line is bigger than I expected, though. I mean, I I don't see the Browns as a four. It's been up up to five and a half point, you know, better team than the Steelers. Chubb and Hunt could go off. And I just heard, my buddy just texted me like 10 minutes ago, uh, supposed to be high winds, you know, which I've experienced in Cleveland is, that's no joke. I mean, right there on the lake, high winds, that might really affect things.
1: Looking at you, you're, and, and you're right. I wish this was a, you know a three point game or less, and it'd be a lot easier for me to take the home team Browns. So it's kind of one you know as far as the line goes, I might stay away from. I, if I had to pick one, I still think I would take the Browns. And it's because what I've seen from Jacoby Brissett, I, I think he's been okay. He's yeah. he's been a stable quarterback for them. Hasn't lit anything on fire, but look, they they can play a little defense. You know, they can run the ball. Two headed monster at running back. Uh, I expect a low scoring game. I expect, you know, uh, a very black and blue affair there in Cleveland, especially if it's high winds. And for that reason, I do like Cleveland in this game, straight up especially. But brissett has been 65% passing this year. Uh, He's 40-61. A couple touchdowns, one interception. Again, not lighting things on fire. But he's been fine. He's been okay. And if they play that complimentary brand of football not turning the ball over, Uh, I think they can win more games than maybe we expected without Deshaun Watson with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback. So give me those Cleveland Browns. I don't like the four points. If that gets down to a field goal, then maybe I'd feel better about it.
0: Yeah, I think it opened to two and a half and all the way up to like five and a half. I mean, uh, from what I've been told, I will take the points. I think it's a coin flip type of game. Um, If the Browns win, you're going to be very happy to have Nick Chubb in your fantasy lineup.
1: And Kareem Hunt, too. I mean, it's sort of like the running back version of Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell. They could both go (laughs) off, but you know, most games it's kind of like, well, one or the other. And so we'll see which one of them it is for the Cleveland Browns on Thursday night. Thanks everybody for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen back, breaking down the rest of the week three action tomorrow, right here, Peacock and Williamson.